0: Betty, welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wild Bo's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm.
1: I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering gathered pages for Black Lamb's Blood. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who claims the Carmine Throne and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapter we are covering. I just...
0: Blood.
1: Blood. Blood. Oh, this reminds me... Um, <laughs> Do you remember the Country Bear Jamboree? Yes. Um. So for those of you who don't know, this is I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the animatronic show at Walt Disney World that still exists, I believe. And um, there's a song that, like, I think his name is Big Al. All the bears have names. That's a fun fact. Um, but Big Al comes out at one point, and he starts singing "Blood on the Sand." <laughs> the fuck what blood on the ground oh wait no wait whatever it's basically that and it's just like what the fuck and then like at one point they're doing their whole like fun little like hoedown dance song or whatever and he's just like blood <laughs> what the fuck disney i don't, I don't
0: know, remember that yeah, at all funny.
1: um yeah he was like was one of my friends favorites, favorites oh, so
0: like, what what was that song about the, 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 the war
1: well i mean malia from the editing booth here jenny and i went on to talk about the country bear jamboree for a good 20 minutes or so um it was a swell time and yet we thought that maybe it didn't quite fit in this podcast um that being said i really enjoyed our conversation so i'm going to send it to scott and see if he'd like to put it in some sort of like doof bonus material thing for patrons so to all of you patrons out there who are interested in our takes on the Country Bear Jamboree, now's your lucky chance. Um, listen to Jen and I Google things for a long time. Hope you enjoy the sweet bonus content. And now back to the episode.
0: We probably should get back. I don't, I don't remember how we should probably back start over. <laughs> it's over again. Cause blood, blood, blood. <laughs> Who, who knew that that would bring in the country bear jamboree?
1: What if we name this episode Country Bears Blood?
0: <laughs> oh, man. People would be like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Should I just start over? Should we just, like, straight up, like, start over? <laughs> this is what people come for. Yeah, I guess so. We've been talking for twenty four minutes and we haven't started the fucking podcast yet. Ugh. Well, I'm gonna start talking about the chapter summary. So in case you decide to, you know, you just have an option to edit stuff out or not. You know, you know, we're just, it's fine. This is fine. All right, guys. So the chapter summary, um, very lazily, um, is we are gonna read through Black Lambs Blood, woo, woo! or at least some of it. So we'll start with the introduction and how did you like did you expect the like what what did you expect this chapter was going to be i guess i'm kind of curious did you think it was going to be this or i'm trying to remember um
1: i think i was thinking about like oh i wonder whose interlude it's going to be i'm like couldn't figure it out um because like so far in packed i must have said pale so far in packed they're like yeah they've just been like books and like backstories there hasn't been any like contemporary like this is what's going on with this person because like i think like a page interlude could be real fun right now or like a um a fell oh okay i don't think i thought of this but i want a fell backstory i mean we already kind of got it so i don't know if we're gonna get a fell history but something like that would be fun um Mm -hmm. i don't remember expecting this although i think that i guessed at some point that we would see parts of this book um
0: but yeah no it was kind of exciting (laughs) okay cool all right well and on to the introduction part
1: yes um i really liked the beginning line where she says like the thing that drove me toward evil was like a desire to do good or whatever Mm -hmm. um because i mean like most people don't want to do evil I feel like even people who like, you know, the, like, evil aesthetics of, like, the dark side or the whatever, like, don't actually want to do evil, you know, like, people who like Halloween and shit and are like, ooh, spooky, aren't like, yeah, I want to fucking murder people and rip their insides out, right? Like, they're not, like, they're just like, skeletons are cool. Um, So I think, yeah, like, Wildboa doesn't write boring and unrealistic people and having like a hey why do diabolists that aren't blake do this um is really interesting Mm -hmm. um this author talks a lot about how people convince themselves that they're the one that they're not doing wrong um
0: yeah yeah makes sense most people don't think of themselves as a villain right you know like run's got a you know good intention well or at least neutral intentions i guess <laughs> yeah definitely i thought it was pretty interesting re- rereading reading through it again
1: yeah um another thing that was that makes it hard for me to figure out a little bit what's going on with this book is so i looked back and checked and the lawyer refers to this author with she her pronouns um so i figured that this author was a woman but then several times throughout the text like at one point they're sort of they like straight up say like they're a good man or a broken man or something like that. And it's kind of like, okay, maybe that's a
0: figure of speech or
1: right. Like man, like mankind, like, like, you know, and like, I cause they do say like, I've changed details about myself and whatever to try to disguise who I am. And Hmm. it seemed like there could have been enough of a change to, like that this is a woman so i'm just gonna try to use like they them pronouns i guess when i talk about the author because i don't know and i think that's kind of cool and important um i also don't know why the lawyer would know who this person is although the author does seem to say like they're gonna find me and murder me soon or whatever um (laughs) hmm. Uh, but yeah i'm not sure if that's like an important thing or like a mistake or just a like yeah like fun fact this was written by a woman who's trying to disguise herself and you figured it out good job moving on like i'm not sure which one of those
0: it is it's true i almost wonder like um if it's kind of a thing where in practitioner society um like how for the longest time uh female like authors um used names that uh like either initials or false names or whatever mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. people assume that they're a man, so that people would actually read their books,
1: right? Like George Eliot and J.K. Rowling and stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Um. It's like it's pro- it's like you know it's hard enough people getting people to listen to you if you're a, a diabolist, but a woman <laughs> diabolist. Oh God, heaven forbid! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Literally is you
2: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well there, yeah, cuz there was just like a I went in being like this is written by a woman. I don't know if I remembered or just was like kind of assuming. And then I got to the point where at some point where they like basically identify themselves as a man and it really threw me off. Mm-hmm. Um which was interesting. Um But yeah, I think this is like a really neat book with a really strong voice. Um doesn't provide necessarily a lot of answers um and i guess i don't really know where to bring this up but i'm just going to kind of bring it up now i think the biggest problem with the argument of this book is that templars exist um hmm. like there's an option cause, okay it seems to me like the argument of this book is diabolus can do more good because we can bind demons and prevent them from fucking with people which like is something i've kind of been like mentioning and toying with but i was also like are there other things that can do this right like is there are th- whatever and it's like yeah. there's templars but templars only fight like hmm. templars only use violence um and maybe that's like not as effective and has like collateral damage but i'm and yeah just like isn't as effective necessarily whereas like making a deal to be like stay in the circle for possibly the rest of time um like nobody dies that way but you lowered yourself enough to whatever consort with this thing yeah and then we'll talk about the whole enslavement thing later that's fascinating and (laughs) this book is interesting (laughs) (laughs) definitely But I I see why Blake, I mean, he, he, I think he already mentioned at one point, like, oh, the book, like, has some arguments that, like, maybe I actually kind of agree with. And, like, the, the question that the author keeps posing, like, is there a way out? Like, can we actually achieve balance for ourselves? Like, can and do Diabolus pose ultimately, like, a positive force in the universe? And I was Mm -hmm. like, these are all really interesting and I could totally see how Blake is reading this and is like, oh, I think there's a way out. I think there's whatever, whatever. And being like, fuck, like, I don't want to believe it, but also tell me.
0: Yeah, nah, for sure. It's pretty interesting that, like, yeah, Wilde was able to come up with, like, a pretty good piece of propaganda, you know? hmm
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one of the ways it's so effective is that it's not, like, this is so great and it's not so bad and everything's fine. It's like, hey, we're shit, and the things we do are shit, and the things we deal with are shit, but maybe it's necessary. Can, or Yeah. Or, like, we can do it in a way that's gonna be better for everyone eventually or something. But mm-hmm. also enslave us, lol. I just, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, so we're gonna go to discussing chapter one, The Nest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that title this
1: chapter is really interesting so when i got to chapter two i was like oh tower are these tarot cards and went back and checked and i was like oh no these aren't tarot cards but most of them are except this first one um unless the nest is another name for a card that i don't know Hmm. Um, but like this both provokes the image of you know like the author's home life like where the author was raised where the author grew up and like also kind of to me like the like creepy orgy thing yeah, like imagining a bunch of bodies like intertwined in things yeah. like you know, like a nest, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like to me, like that felt. Yeah, like, no, that good, makes
0: sense. Like a good name for this chapter. <laughs> yeah, uh probably better than the creepy orgy party, I guess. But <sighs> like a little too horror. on the nose. Poetic, yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. fun. I got each of these chapter titles was kind of a little like. What does this archetype mean? Because Wildbow's so good at that, being yeah. Both like, oh, like family and like beginnings, and also just like, uh
0: like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Wildbow always straddling the line between you know strong emotion <laughs> and just like straight up nausea, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, this got me excited about different types. of Uh, practitioners, which it always does. Um, For a little bit, I was confused as to whether evangelists are a type of practitioner, but I think it straight up says at one point, like, other practitioners would have called my father an evangelist or a summoner. Hmm. And so, okay, what I'm kind of operating on is evangelists are types of summoners that summon, like, angelic beings and Templars, like, specifically fight demons. And there's probably, like, a crossover for a lot between those, but you can possibly be an evangelist without specifically going out to fight demons, and you can probably be a Templar and not specifically seven angels. Um that is what I understand from this chapter. <laughs> okay. Um The other thing is I know that some people don't like the Dresden Files necessarily, um, but i really really love that world and um this whole section i was just like "Ha, michael 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 like the whole thing was just like like this is very similar to a concept in the dresden files and it was like it made it a little more
0: fun to imagine
1: but this was also like way grosser than anything that
0: happens to the dresden files <laughs> so i'm not familiar with the dresden files except i've heard of them but i'm gonna take your word on that and it is gross so yes gross
1: Yuck. yeah i i like the books um, um people have problems with how misogynistic the main character is and i think there's mm. an argument to be had about how much of that is intentional and how much of it is the author being like i swear this is intentional but it's actually like kind of not and you need to stop hmm. um yeah sometimes
0: it can be hard to tell
1: yeah Elliot and reuben read the first one and didn't love it um my friend recommends people start with book three but it's hmm. a whole there's like 17 books or something ridiculous so it's fine books. <laughs> what
0: is it with uh, yeah well yeah there's this community and you i mean and me too i guess but i have i feel like i haven't read anything really new besides like wild Bo's stuff in a while but man like people love like these big ass serials
1: yeah i actually yeah. um i think i'm like a book or two behind i intend to keep reading them because i like them even if they're I don't know. He's, like, the main character's depressed, basically, because he's been through a lot of shit, and, like, that's not as fun to read, necessarily. Um, but I started reading it when there were, like, not nearly as many books out. Like, maybe seven. Like, (laughs) just to justify my interesting life choices.
0: Sure. Um. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. And I'm learning about the choirs. This is so, I love the, the like, bare scraps of information Wildbo is giving me are very nice. Um, <laughs> I learned about Templars, and now I'm learning a little bit about the choirs, which is fun. Um, it seems like maybe there's seven choirs uh, matching the seven deadly sins is what I would guess. I would guess the first choir is the, s- or is seen as the strongest, and the seventh seen as the weakest. Um hmm. We know that the sixth choir is the choir of man's evils. Um, Well, that's, Uh,
0: that narrows it
1: down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, like, uh, orgies, you know, kind of like matched, I guess, like things that humans do to each other, as opposed to like, it seems like the fifth choir is like a corruption of nature, um, because Paus is of the fifth choir, and messes with all those animals and i think at some point in like chapter 4.4 4, whenever it was he's described as like feral and whatever mm-hmm. um and we go fr- well the thing is we go from like the choir of man's evils to later we talk about the seventh choir which is like corruption but which to me very much rings of man's evils but maybe it's like we're going from like seven deadly sin status to like creepy manipulation something hmm um i just want lists i just want like i mean like i guess maybe like clear lists are boring and wouldn't make me think about this as hard because i'd just be like oh cool okay moving on whereas no, i'm like give me the information
0: <laughs> um, well, maybe if snowdrops tiny fan keeps up with you you know she can uh come up with a insane uh, I mean, let's be real. She's not gonna have time to do that with all the stuff with Pale, but right, you know. Well, at
1: least not till Pale's done. Maybe, yeah. Just at the end, I'll be like, "Hi, can you come on and actually explain the story to me?" And she'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> We're like, <"Thanks." laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel it was fun listening to um their uh episode in Pale Reflections, and I was just like, "Man, I feel like um you're so well spoken." <laughs> And I feel like I'm tripping over my words and yet somehow um I have a podcast. So you just you know you just need a
1: microphone and some time.
0: Microphone and some time and <laughs> uh and a podcast hoster, I guess. Or whatever. Yeah, and a podcast yeah. hoster. Um Yeah. I mean that's pretty much all you need, guys. You know, if you want to start your own podcasts, um just come up Don't- with a <laughs> come up with a catchy name uh you know don't steal my facts i mean i guess if you want to put facts in you know the more facts the better but um it's a little bit of a dick move to steal my thing but that's cool
1: i was gonna say yeah don't tell anyone how easy it is because
0: we don't need like we're doing
1: we don't want our competition (laughs) yeah
0: like this is really easy guys we're just literally talking uh but don't tell anyone shh oh uh, man okay um no it's, it's backbreakingly hard <laughs> uh-huh no, it's, yeah, no it's not. but um i'm glad you guys are listening anyway um <laughs> yes yes anyway much. um back uh, to the choirs of evil and corruption that's so cool
1: um and this is their choirs it's just so like it's such a good fucking name like he could have been like circle or level or just choir like
0: yeah isn't that like a thing already, though? Probably. <laughs> I feel yeah, I like. Know. I feel like. Yeah. Let me see. Google. You have
1: to, I'm not googling it.
0: Let me see here. I don't
1: want to spoil anything.
0: Well, I'm. I'm just like doing Wikipedia classification of demon, junky do junk stuff. Um. They're either gonna. do you think a like acquire of demons is it gonna sound good, or is it gonna sound like? Like so good that like your ears like die or is it gonna sound like the worst fucking thing you ever heard like what do you think well so the
1: first thing that i thought of was like how like rock and roll is like the devil's music or whatever so i was like yeah like a choir of demons would sound great but i think that like old like cranky white people like just needed to get over it and so i actually think that actual demons would sound really bad and your ears would bleed but like in a like in a good way, in a bad way. <laughs> in a good you know way, like see. like it wouldn't just be like
0: a kid playing the violin poorly, but it would hurt. <laughs> It'd be like a thousand kids playing the violin poorly. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And nails on chalkboards. Okay, this is like the most like sketchy. I'm blanking on it, but you know, like the websites that like. Were all the rage in, like, the early 2000s where everyone just got a fucking website. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. what is it called? Like, Fire or something? I'm thinking of the right thing. Firefox? No, not Firefox, but, like, <laughs> those old domains. I'm gonna be remember. just Googling a bunch <laughs> of Weird random shit. shit. But, yeah. Um, it looks like someone made this website as part of a school project. That's, like, the Love vibe it. I'm getting. So... But it still doesn't have the information I need. Um, <laughs> but it did have what looked like a. Um, bipedal. Pregnant elephant. Um, nice. Which I'm guessing was part of their. Uh, yeah. My search history is going to be so fucked. I feel like. I'm like demonic choir. And then it's just like. Yeah. Um, for Some reason I'm not finding. But I feel like I'm pretty sure that they have. That that's a thing. I don't know. Well, like like
1: Dante has like the Circles of Hell. Um I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but that's not like levels of demons. That's like levels of how much you
0: as an individual fucked up. Now, I just mean more in terms of like the term demonic choir and that okay. there're different choirs. I feel like that's a thing. If oh. it's not and you made it up, Wildbo, like all the fucking power to you because that uh really fits. Yeah. Um, but I feel like That's a thing. (laughs) So, um, anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, I want to talk about like this family and like, I don't quite understand. So, like, the author talks about, um, so the author talks about the sacrifices that don't invert, that don't involve the murder of a lamb or a virgin's drop to an altar, right? Like, that, like, diabolists like lose pieces of themselves. Um, And has me thinking of, like, Grandma Rose, and how, like, fucked up she must have been, and was, and things, and, like, Blake losing his humanity, and just, like, different things. Um, Mm -hmm. and so then it's kind of like, okay, so the... This incident with this, like, incest orgy demon, like, really fucked up this family. Um, they, like, weren't really prepared for it, and, like, they, like, beat it, but they didn't. Like, no, like, everyone was, like, fucked up afterwards. Um... Yeah. And it's like this led to the divorce of his, like the dad and the mom, and then, like at first, I was like, "Oh, is like is it that he's really a diabolist? Like, is that what's is that what's going on?" But I don't think so. I think it's just like, you know, when you see something like that fucked up, and it really affected everyone, and it like hurt their relationship, and like he doesn't seem like he was really good at like sharing his emotions or whatever before. So just, like, after this, he, like, probably couldn't talk to his wife and be like, I don't, can't look at you or anyone, and sex is bad. Um, but then it's, like, the sister's, like, oh, dad sucks, and the brother's like, oh, but the religious symbols should have saved you. And it's, like, the, they lost their faith, but, like, the author didn't? But, like, I, I don't get why they lost their faith. Uh, because their dad was flawed but it doesn't seem like their dad did anything wrong like hmm. uh i just like wasn't quite sure what was happening do you
0: understand what was happening um i i think that they were basically like yeah saying for the dad to have been broken like i mean that was like a lot like i mean he didn't believe strongly enough in you know what he was doing and uh, probably didn't like, I mean, sister called him a charlatan. Um, they probably were like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> I-, I could see them losing uh, their faith in terms of, um, you know, the demon still kind of won in that sense in terms of it broke the dad and led him to divorce and kind of broke him down. Um, I mean, yeah, it's understandable that the dad was fucked up beyond all belief after yeah. that. Um, but I can, I mean, he's like the leader of the family. I'm assuming he's like, um, at least at the very least, someone that you know their his kids look up to, and to see him like, uh, broken down like that, um, especially after probably um you know their whole life was revolved around the like all that sure um i could see them you know being like well fuck like (laughs) uh yeah really uh eloquent way of saying all that but you know what i'm trying to say
1: yeah it's
0: just a bummer i don't know yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of touchy-feely stuff, I feel like, um, yeah. in this section, so, um, unless you talk about the really disgusting touchy-feely stuff, which... Ew, ew, nope. <laughs> yeah. Which, let's not go there. <laughs> no, I couldn't help it, I'm sorry. It was really yeah, bad. yeah, it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting! Yeah, good way to, like, yeah, I get it, Dad. Like, I get why you were fucked up after that. <laughs> totally get it. Um... yeah just like kind of talking here that yeah it's like learning your parents aren't perfect Mm -hmm. right and a lot of people look up to their parents um, as like oh like you know you're a grown up you're doing everything right I'm gonna be just like you know what I'm doing when I get to be an adult and then when you get to be an adult you realize (laughs) oh fuck um no um no you don't know what you're doing (laughs) Like, no one knows what they're doing. (laughs) This is the world. This is what, you know, our world leaders and everything are really just, like, basically kids. Uh, (laughs) You know? People that (laughs) have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Um, It's great. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to chapter two, Tower. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Ran away from all that stuff, for sure.
1: Yeah, although tower is um, possibly the worst card in the tarot deck. Um, It's worse than death and the hanged men and all of that because the tower represents, like, things completely collapsing.
0: Well, hashtag demons.
1: Hashtag demons. Um, uh, Yeah. Um, One thing this author really like kind of helped me personally with is the way that they frame karma in terms of balance um because i really was getting hung up um at the beginning of this story in terms of like good and evil and like blake doesn't deserve bad karma
2: um Mm -hmm.
1: which like i still believe but like that's not the point, like, or, like the like that's not how things work. Like this isn't about what Blake deserves. This is just about like how the universe is. finding balance, and mm-hmm. and the fact that this shit has happened in the past means that things are unbalanced, and so the universe is going to work to write it again. Um, and I think that's like a better way to think about it in terms of like helping possibly get your mind around it and like be able to like move forward and work with it. And it's unfair and it's shitty, but like kind of recognizing that I think helps. Um and there's some I mean, like there's something to be said for like if you release demons into the world, maybe you deserve bad things to happen to you. Um, but that's again not really the system because
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice if it was more like because I mean, saying balance makes me think of like banking or something, right? like hmm. it's like if you per... Part- got a bank account you put some money in you take some money out like get a pos- you have positive balance you have if you have a negative balance then you're you know kind of fucked mm-hmm. <laughs> um although it'd be kind of nice if the karma system was a little bit more like uh modern banking and debt collections and all that which is just like um if you die um they can't fucking get your money out of you know, your corpse, <laughs> you know, and like, you can, they still can try to send debt collectors after your kids and all that. But like legally, they don't have to deal with that. Like, they don't have to pay any of that. Um, so it'd be kind of nice if they updated the karma a little bit to that we Hey, maybe this guy that literally just found out about this shit, um, should not be having all this negative karma balance on, because that's not really fair, but uh but that's like too modern
1: right and also just again not what the universe cares about especially well, like the, universe the time scale <laughs> of the universe in the practice like they don't like others like the fae don't distinguish the thorburns one from the other you know yeah um and so the spirits
0: must be even worse because they're also stupid yeah because they're stupid that's kind of <laughs> Um, but, you know, it does make me go back and, you know, think about Lucy and, and Pale and just, you know, they're in terms of like, it's just so, um, I don't know, like, I mean, where's the justice, you know, Mm, where's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, (laughs) like, I mean, if a lot of, I mean, a lot of things, uh, like others and, um different things are based on humanity, right? Um, so why not try to update it to modern humanity a little bit?
2: <laughs>
1: um, the practice is inherently conservative um, because things are established by repetition in the same mm-hmm. way that Zed can't use like modern technology because it's not like embedded enough in the zeitgeist or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the, I mean, new th- things aren't patterns yet.
0: But still, I mean, I feel like the fact that Zed can still use, like, tape recorders and stuff. I mean, sure. Ancient computer and, like, say, tape recorder and, and like, 8-track and all that. Still kind of ancient in a way, but, like, um, still really fucking modern for the karma system and for, like... Sure. For, like, the other verse in general. Like, sure. that stuff's pretty... Like that's like state of the art, essentially. <laughs> um and uh I wanna say it like seventies, eighties, you know, where some of that stuff uh I don't know how old tape players are, but know. I'm not gonna Google it right now. But I know that <laughs> I mean I know that there's people still living that had eight tracks, right? So um mm-hmm. like I feel like that's not that's still pretty new and a lot of the things um unless I'm very mistaken which is very possible but like in terms of debt and like um when you're dying or or, like debt not passing on um I don't think it's that new like I feel like I can see them being around that time I get that that's a different type of practice and stuff compared to um the overall other verse and karma and everything but it just seems like if they're able to incorporate some relatively new technology and things maybe they could still try to make some changes you know
1: right i think i think though that when it comes to like balancing the debt and things that's more written into like the rules um cuz like later on this author is going to talk about changing the rules And I think Mm. that, um, like, the type of technology that's around and utilized and stuff, people are just sort of like, oh, okay, this is how you use this thing, great, and they move on. It's not like a, these are the rules that we're going to build, that we're all going to adhere to. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that would be harder
0: to change. That makes sense. As opposed to, like, a new practice just kind of popping up and uh, making... Uh get in your little niche.
1: Right. And like something like um an eight track or whatever, like that requires like knowledge and like um proliferation and like lots of things like that, but it doesn't require like belief in the same way. Like I guess it requires mm-hmm. some o- amount of acceptance and that people need to like buy it and use it, but it doesn't require like, yes, this is the right thing way to do things. It just requires like, oh, that's what an A-track is, okay. Um, i suppose so although i wonder if the fact that a lot of people no longer know what a tracks are hurts zet's practice (laughs)
0: hmm does he use uh um floppy disks i don't remember was that thing that was that like the computer bug thing on a floppy disk trying to remember Maybe um, not, because I feel like that wouldn't fit into modern computers, and I feel like they use that on modern thing. But I don't or remember. They,
1: it was like a card that she a used card. with Melissa's phone, but maybe she didn't know what it was, and she was like, it's a card, but it was a floppy disk. That'd be funny.
0: That would be funny. <laughs> um, but I feel like she'd probably describe it differently than a card. Maybe. It's like this thin plastic thing with some weird metal right square on it you know
1: she maybe be like oh it's like the save icon
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i i liked floppy disks more than cds because cds like would get scratched Scratched. as hell and floppy disks i mean you could throw those things you know could act like you're you know throwing a ninja star (laughs) and it'd be fine you know um yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like that it's a very short period in my life when uh, we used floppy disks, though. It was probably like a couple years, and then everything like transferred over to CDs. And then yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah, I remember. It's pretty quick, and then not too long after that, USB drives. But yeah. you know, <laughs> technology's quick. <laughs> uh, that's gonna suck for Zed when we have to start using the CDs. <laughs> Everything's gonna be scratched. <laughs> Uh, don't do it said don't do it Zed. it's Keep not worth your cassettes. it just skip yeah just skip that part wait until it's been long enough and you could use the usb drives <laughs> just wait all right sorry <laughs> uh, got a little sidetracked there but
1: yeah um so yeah he finds some practitioners or diabolists to hang out with and um or she does whatever the author does and they make a contract um they and the author like agonizes over it and jeffrey just kind of signs it um and that's sort of funny it reminds me of like terms and conditions on like computers and just sort of being like yeah whatever and it reminds me of blake like really agonizing over the contract but i'm also kind of like jeffrey like this is important like shouldn't you make sure that you know the author didn't like put some shit in there that would fuck
0: you over or whatever i don't know i mean it (laughs) seems like it but not everyone's a law student.
1: Okay, but they're practitioners. It's, like, more important. It's, know, like, literally I'm more kidding.
0: important. I know. I'm just joking. But, <sighs>
1: uh, um, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, but yeah, and then, so then Jeffrey and Agares or whatever hatch up this scheme to, like, bring down gods. Um, And then uh, the author's like, we should stop this. And then um, Lucretia dies and Jeffrey wins. But then Jeffrey gets beaten by some other people and put into like a thing where he can't talk. And they drink tea sometimes now. And like, that's Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Yeah. I also thought it was really funny. Like the name Jeffrey like really fucking stood out to me and like Lucretia like did a bit too and I'm just wondering like because presumably the author changed all these people's names and I'm wondering if she was just like fucking Jeffrey and if she was like Lucretia like um you know my best friend or whatever um and if this is showing some of their like ridiculous sensibilities or if their names really were like kind of funny like this I don't know (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I would assume it would is something similar at least. Because Jeffrey Jeffrey. Yeah, that's pretty damn like basic.
1: Yeah. Also, when I was reading it, I thought for a second that Wildbo named another person Jeremy and I was gonna lose it. I was like, Wildbo, you have to stop with this name. <laughs> like, yeah, I I'm gonna hate Three fucking people in the other was Jeremy. Um, but then it was Jeffrey <laughs> and I was like, okay.
0: Like this alright, acceptable. <laughs>
1: just <laughs> like slightly less confusing than it would have been, um oh yeah, and then when the author's kind of going on their little rant or whatever, they mentioned that they have a wooden ring that keeps track of their karma level, and like this reminds me a lot of Avery's um friendship bracelet and how it tracks like how she's doing um so she can keep track of herself in the paths and stuff, and like mm-hmm. like fucking needs this really bad um and i i don't think his tattoos are good enough um because i don't think his tattoos track his karma but i I also
0: don't know you also could argue like at a certain point like i guess it's (laughs) just like it doesn't matter it's just so bad (laughs) it's just like it's gonna be negative forever for him right (laughs) so it's just gonna be like okay it's a little less negative now but still you're still fucked but maybe your grandchildren won't be as fucked You know, if you have grandchildren, which you probably won't because you're going to die. Well, it's like
1: he needs to learn or to fulfill the terms of Grandma Rose's contract. He needs to, like, reduce the the debt. Yeah. So even if it's still like shit, it would help to be able to track that. And and I I wonder if there's some sort of like, like, if all of the Thorburns die without heirs, what will the universe do with that karmic debt? um will it pass it to like someone else
0: um Just who would they pass it to you think? i don't know but like
1: why do these people continue to have children
0: Like, well you think, in terms of uh grandma rose's kids they didn't know any better right. but i mean but she still had them she sure did um <laughs> yeah she fucked that
1: up uh Well, I just wonder if there's some sort of (laughs) something that forces them to. In the same way with, like, I mean, the Duchamps only have girls or whatever, because Mm -hmm. the practice, whatever, whatever, like, is there something that, like, requires the Thorburns to have children? Because I feel like the best thing to do would be to just not... Should just (laughs) not... Yeah, makes sense. But, yeah. And then at the end, when the author's kind of, like, pontificating on whatever um they're like what better tool to use to bind the greater threats than one who is already doomed so like practitioners can't not practitioners diabolists can bind demons because we're already fucked or whatever um which like that's cool um but like then they say to bind others and leave them bound is the best thing we can do and Mm -hmm. like we literally just read a chapter i think this week or maybe last week with avery like bargaining to free lost Yes. Right, and being like it's really shitty that you just like left them in your fucking storage room and all this being like yeah it is really shitty that you just left them in your fucking storage room mm-hmm. um, and like the fact that this says others and not demons like really stands out to me here and makes me uh, upset as a pale reader because like to bind demons and just fucking leave them might be the best thing but not this uniform. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I mean
0: I'm assuming, I mean, look at the the others that Blake has dealt with, right? And they probably act a certain way because I mean his karma and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're a diabolist and you're assuming, I mean, I'm assuming they're probably dealing with demons a little more often than Blake has and they have that stink like on them, they probably aren't going to be su- aren't going to meet super nice friendly others, right? So, I'm thinking that in terms of their interactions with others, um, maybe they're just thinking oh, like, if they're all kind of crappy, uh, even if they're not as bad as demons, we do need to just leave them bound uh, to protect everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean I
1: guess then they're also like and we should be enslaved which like I guess that's the hint or that's a hint <laughs> that like <laughs> it's maybe not as bad to be like you should enslave people when you're like you should also enslave me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh it's- this this author such a such a person such a person
0: chapter five swords (laughs) um yeah
1: in tarot swords are like violence and stuff and masculine and phallic um there's a whole suit that is the suit of swords the the first sentence or the first paragraph or something mentions the loss of their family um and at first I thought this was talking to like the beginning when they like left but i don't think so i think this person maybe like got married and had kids or something because there's a couple chapters we hadn't seen and this was Hmm. pretty like chronological it seemed um and it's like yeah and i like got really like sad and depressed and then they started like doing the inquisition where they tried to like find all the diabolists, and i feel like you know
2: Hmm.
0: yeah that's sad you're saying like okay so you're saying like the loss of um this author's uh immediate family like they had uh, like uh a spouse and kids and they and they died or I,
1: that's kind of what i'm guessing okay
0: gotcha um which sucks <laughs> yeah the way you're sorry the way you said that at first i was like wow you're saying that like their other family members got married and you're saying that that's the loss of their family no no, sorry sorry no it's okay um yeah no it's kind of obvious what you've been in retrospect but (laughs) i was just it just took me for a second i was like okay i mean i feel like they wouldn't be depression yeah i feel like they wouldn't be close to suicide i mean even if they didn't get invited to the wedding like you know
1: (laughs) Um, yeah no 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 Um, that's funny my bad um (laughs) but yeah it's just i don't know. Um that was sad, and the the talking about like how people are hunting for diabolus and how the so the like the the like shitty, not very important diabolists all lived, and then like the scary, super powerful diabolists all lived, and then like the like middle tier of like decently powerful but not incredibly powerful diabolists like got got or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm curious as to like who i I don't think Grandma Rose is among the like top echelon of Diabolists, but I don't think she was shit, and so I'm yeah. wondering if like because the the young lawyer said that Grandma would have had this book in her library if she had lived to see it published um although like it it seemed like it was describing events that happened a bit longer ago, but I kind of think that like the okay i just had a thought okay sorry um i'm kind of wondering if the if this was published really recently and if grandma rose died in the the purge or whatever of these diabolists and or if this is fucking grandma rose who wrote this shit um but she didn't lose her family i don't know man (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't say it wasn't grandma rose
0: (laughs) didn't they say that the author was like a good friend or like of grandma rose yeah and i guess you could say she's a friend to herself but I feel like uh, it's, probably yeah, not it's, it's, probably
1: not, it's probably not what they meant. It's probably not Gamma Rose. Um, but it's just interesting being like, oh, this happened recently. And I don't know. Um, hmm. And then, so then this author goes on and is like, here are my solutions. Um, Chapter six, the last chapter. Yeah, well, th- this it, it kind of like crosses it over between crosses both over. of them. Oh, okay. Because um, it's like, we must sacrifice, um, and, like, Diabolists aren't gonna fucking do it. Like, we're not gonna agree to do it, but we gotta do it. Um, and so they're like, so, here are some, like, possible solutions that don't require the cooperation of all parties, and I was like, easy, Taylor. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so it seems like, so the options laid out by this author are, um, to turn on our own and, like, hunt down other Diabolists and kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, to sell the means to protect people, like, protect yourself from demons to, like, witch hunters and Templars and shit, which is, like, betrayal in the eyes of this author, or to be enslaved. (laughs) Like, alright. That's, uh, which is a an option. Um, I am confused by this option. um it seems like the author is saying that we need to like amend the laws to make this enslavement possible, right because it seems like diabolists are just gonna like fight back and like get really big scary demons. um and so to make this enslavement actually effective, it would need to be like changing like, the seal, question mark? Like, I'm like, wait, hmm. does everything in the whole other verse always come back to the seal of Solomon? I thought that was just pale. Um, <laughs> um Or is there, like, some other, like, set of rules and laws that, like, need to be changed? But it's kind of like, okay, so we're gonna enslave Diabolus and force them to just capture all the demons and whatever. Um, I don't see a bunch of demons making a bunch of deals with Diabolus if they know that
0: they're the deal slaves. is just
1: come into this little bubble and stay there forever um i just like don't see how this is supposed to work right um and if if it's yeah. like okay so if we can change the rules of the universe so that if you ever work with a demon you become enslaved like that'll really disincentivize working with demons which is i guess a priority but also then we're just left with like Templars as the option for dealing with them which like seems like there were problems with that. Um
0: uh, So I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the plan. Well, this is just her uh or his yeah, I mean I'm still going to say her because I'm pretty sure that the lawyer said the author was a woman before mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that uh, she's making shit up. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, you got some good points. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um... I feel like this author... is still not in a great... spot. <laughs> place. Yeah. You know? Um... Basically committing... uh... suicide by writing that chapter. Essentially. Right. Um... But yeah uh i feel like i was gonna say it's a nice thought but you know uh (laughs) yeah not really a nice thought but um i guess very sacrificial kind of goes back to the the title i suppose of the book (laughs) um right i mean i like
1: yeah, I really, really love how the author, like, draws out the title, because I I didn't think about it really until they were like, I'm the black sheep in my family, and also, like, sacrifice, and, like, maybe sacrifice us, lol. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And I, like, my whole thing is, like, if the universe really wants balance, right, because that's the thing, like, if you have really good karma, you're gonna get fucked up. Like like the Like, at some point, I remember it saying, like, if you accrue a whole bunch of good karma, like, people will come and, like abstract it from you or something like it's gonna that will also balance out eventually Mm -hmm. um and so like i think that like just putting all the demons in bubbles like the universe will make more demons or will like because like these are like incarnations of human construct and shittiness and different things a lot of the time and i think if there's just like oh here's a bunch of or like or like all the angels will somehow be fucked or something like it's not like gonna
0: work yeah it's not like Um, a fix all
1: right because the author even acknowledges like oh if you like fucking murder all of us like this information will come back like it will survive or whatever and i think that's like part of the balance um i think that like there's possibly a path to incrementally making things better and like mitigating things and like whatever. But also if like the universe is designed to quote unquote balance itself, like if you want like really good shit, you're going to have to have demons and like that sucks.
0: I don't know how to change that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I keep trying to think of like, cause like, even if they are all enslaved, um, i think i'm just like it doesn't definitely doesn't really help the karma problem (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they're still going to be you know well we'll just have to see if uh blake decides to become a Diablo's slave uh and
1: just like to who like do you just walk up to some random practitioner and be like hi i'm your slave now i mean i like conquest would be like fuck yeah you are yeah i Um, mean there you go (laughs) he already sort of is a slave i guess
0: Poor Dina, Rose. Is this, is this foreshadowing that Blake's <laughs> gonna be like, "All right, conquest"? Uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: I. Yeah, and I mean, I think like it's good to attempt to change things and fix things and stuff. And I think this author does want to do that. It's just also like, man. Um. The other thing I was kind of asking myself is like why do the lawyers want like to read this mm-hmm. um a lot of the lawyers have expressed like hating their clients because they're like shitty assholes and so maybe some of the lawyers like want the world to be better yeah um that being said they all like took the deal to like make the demons slightly more powerful or whatever in the world But I I think that I'm just coming down to, like, this is possibly the best argument for, like, someone like Blake to convince him that, like, there's a way to do this possibly somewhat ethically, which will then lead to, like, either you're so fucked that you just have to become one of the lawyers or die or whatever.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Do you think people um, are meant to read this before they go into diabolism? Or... After they're already stuck in it, like, like,
1: I mean, I think after they're stuck, um, I think that a lot of the conversation of, like, there must be a way out, there must be a way to, like, balance things, there must be a way for us to deal with this, blah, 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 is, I mean, I I could see, like, some really, like, conceited people or whatever being, like, I can deal with it. But I think in general, like the most compelling part of this for Blake is like, there is a way out, I guess.
0: Yeah, true. Okay. Well, that's the end of the arc. All right. We did it. We did it. (laughs) 13 chapters. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So let's go over the name again. Collateral. What does it mean? Yeah. Um.
1: Seems like it's talking about Rose the most. Mm. Um, I kept trying to think of stuff, but so like the the two main collateral definitions, right? Were like collateral damage and collateral like I'll give you this, and you'll let me take out this loan. Mm-hmm. um So Rose is like locked up. She's being used as like a hostage ish to get Blake to do things. Blake himself is also fucked because Conquest has that deal with him or whatever um so that's maybe not as strong um she like collateral's kind of like a hostage like yeah i have your fancy fancy heirloom as hostage so that you pay me back my loan or whatever <laughs> um and then thinking about like collateral damage like maybe rose again but she's not really like an innocent bystander um there was an unintended oh. harm of like sucking the life force out of her or whatever
0: um Mm -hmm. i'd say that counts yeah Um, i'd also say um in terms of collateral collateral damage um looking at all the hyenas victims
1: yeah i mean my problem with that is like collateral damage is like it's not like the hyena and some like group of practitioners were at war and then like other people like happen to get fucked over. It's like, they were like prey. Um,
0: I suppose that's a good point.
1: <laughs> um, cause similarly with the Knights of the Basement, like they were like soldiers in a war more than they were like innocents who were unintentionally hurt. Mm.
0: What about all the people at the university who got a uh, whiff of, uh, like <laughs> demon scent okay yeah yeah maybe i like that that could this coffee shop brought like you know those fights
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that fight was totally collateral damage yeah.
0: that um people on the i guess subway i guess i don't know but the, the random dog getting tra- like mad traumatized by blake uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um Alright, um, so, where is the story going from here? Okay, this is my fun moment to, like, say a bunch of random prediction-y
1: things. So, I think that the police stuff is gonna get dealt with pretty quickly, based on, um, I mean, maybe it's not, but I just feel like we gotta keep going. We gotta get that splinter, like, we just gotta move on. Okay. Um, I think I said that I think that Paige is gonna bail Blake out, and I still don't know, but I think that'd be great. Um, I kind of think that, like, this arc we're gonna, like, deal with this police shit, we're gonna deal with the splinter, and then, like, Pose is gonna, like, break out and start the fuck up, and, like, the Lord of Conquest shit is gonna start falling apart, and Blake's gonna be like, lol, bye, and go back to Jacob's Bell. The problem with that is, will Blake abandon toronto and like his friends or whatever and like also why would he go back to jacob's bell um there is the fact that like they can probably execute him at the end of the month that's hanging over his head but um i Hmm. i don't know um if he has to be in jacob's bell for that to happen or if they can just be like well go kill him um and i also feel like jeremy's kind of a loose thread uh, and that we have to, like, deal with him. Uh, there's also, like, the astrologer who had the hots for him, whatever her name was. Mm. Um. Anyway, I think we'll probably see some more of, like, Tiffany and what's her nuts. And- what's her nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend said that the other day and I forgot how fun it was to say. That's kind of um. funny.
0: <laughs> Alexis, yeah. Mmm. Let's see. And then you also mentioned Maggie, I think in your notes. Oh yeah. I I was trying to think
1: of reasons that he could go back to Jacob's bell. And I was like, maybe Maggie's going to be like, Blake, I need your help. But like, will Mm. she?
0: I don't. Who knows? I I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Um, we did a little bit of comparing to pale, um, in this, in terms of the karma system um and then you're saying something with avery i think trying to remember what that was oh oh her bracelet ah yes in terms of like a protective indicator thing indicator thing um what do you think that blake would if, if blake ended up doing an indicator um or if he you know yeah if he ends up trying to make an indicator um for karma um, what do you think it'll look like in comparison to, uh, the kind of tears, uh, indicators for, uh, people spying on him? Oh, hmm. Um,
1: I mean, the thing is, I think his tattoos would be really good ones. I just don't know if they can do that now. I, I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, like, will he get an additional tattoo to be like, this is the karma meter. <laughs> um or what i i can see blake though wearing like a like he has that locket that like digs into his skin constantly or whatever and i can see him wearing like a bracelet um or a necklace or something yeah i guess part of the problem is yeah that this karma is like so shit that it'd be like yeah. really fucked up but maybe he can like 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 set it to a certain scale where like it's average is like really, really bad, but maybe not like like maybe like his starting karma point is just like this thing looks normal and we can go from there.
0: <laughs> it's true. Alright, let's go to your bold and specific prediction besides the other predictions that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, um to try to get a bold and specific one. Again, I'm not very I'm not very confident in this, but whatever. Um so given the fact that this book may have been published very recently i think that there's a chance that the author's still alive and that Blake will meet them okay. in this book so that's my prediction
0: fantastic prediction
1: very cool <laughs> um oh wait i also remember we have to go do that random fucking errand over the two days where they watch where he watches a thing the lawyers were like next time
0: we you need us mm. you have to go do this thing we have to do that i don't know when but we have to do that at some point <laughs> okay any idea on what you think the errand's gonna be
1: babysitting a demon
0: <laughs> maybe it's protecting the author of the black lamb's blood that'd be funny there you go that would tie in very well yeah and also just to ask because i think i don't remember if this was the last chapter end but i think um so a, a couple people liked it when i asked this to you because i thought it was kind of interesting so i'm gonna try to keep this a recurring question um every now and then um but what do you think blake is gonna look like at the end of the story oh god um <laughs> well he's gonna
1: get a karma indicator tattoo right that's a possible thought okay I feel like it's gonna be like a thermometer on his like ankle that would be it's hilarious gonna, like, get more red or less red. <laughs> is the <gasps> more red for good karma or for bad karma bad karma
0: Hmm
1: um and then um his hair is gonna be real gross it's gonna be like really matted and stuff because he won't have been able to like wash it or take care of it okay um he's gonna be really skinny because he never eats yeah ripped okay clothes
0: clothes just kind of looking like some random bracelets and shit with a super cool thermometer tattoo (laughs) <laughs> um on his ankle on his ankle yeah Is it gonna match the aesthetics of the bird one i don't know how it would but not even a little bit not even a little bit okay it's gonna be like
1: it'll be on the inside ankle so he can kind of like up one of his ankles so he can kind of look down you know
0: okay see it just to make sure you know uh, just i mean it sounded like you were talking about like you know the old mercury thermometers but uh uh-huh, uh-huh. uh are you talking about that or are you talking about a digital thermometer where the number changes <laughs>
1: Oh, I was talking about a mercury thermometer.
0: I know. I just thought it'd be funny to say that. <laughs> like let's look at it and be like, it's at negative like thirty two hundred degrees. What does that mean? Sounds bad. That does that is not sustainable for life. <laughs>
1: uh. Hey y'all. Um Me from the editing booth again. I'm going to go over our discussion question for the week. Um, Jenna, unfortunately, is not here. But um, I got to say, I was really impressed with y'all's creativity. I was a little doubtful of our previous discussion question, which for those of you who forgot, was um, how do you prefer to communicate distance, like miles, kilometers, your shoe size, whatever. Um, And we got a bunch of really fun answers to this. So, um, first off, Captain Rhino likes to indicate distance in terms of yay, you know, like holding your forefinger and thumb apart and going like, Oh, like about yay big. Um, pretty fun. It's also a technical term. Yay. Um, they also plug the tech news website, the register, which maintains an online converter for turning like mainstream, whatever, normal units into really hilarious ones, um, Linguini unboiled at sea level is 0.14 meters. Um, there's double-decker buses, brontosauruses, um British TV personality Richard Osman. Um, there's also the Devon Fatberg, which is a congealed mass of oil, fat, wet wipes, and other nasties excavated from sewers beneath the seaside town of Sidmouth. Which, ew. Thank you for that mental image, Captain Rhino. Um, but like tall wants to shout out the Smoot, um, which, <laughs> um, comes from a pledge, um, of MIT, Oliver R. Smoot Jr. Who was rolled head over heels the entire length of the Harvard bridge, which links Boston and Cambridge. Um, and so every 10 Smoots, they painted marks on the bridge. And it was found to be exactly 364.4 smoots plus an ear. And apparently successive pledge classes of Lambda Chi Alpha continue to repaint the markings, which, you know, why not? Mr. Catfish is very into vague counting nouns, having definitive upper and lower bounds. So a couple of these, um, haha. Oh, no, I've, I've limited myself. So a couple of these include a couple, um, which is between two and five, um, some, which is between three and eight, several is seven. Exactly. Um, a bunch is between 25 and 99. A boatload is between 120 to 180 or I'm sorry, 120 to 1800. There we go. And I think that might have been five, which means that I have to stop or I will have disappointed Mr. Catfish. Napalm Eagle talks about space travel um, and how that has a unique way of measuring distances, um, which is how much you need to change your speed to get to where you're going. Um, Because everything in space is moving along their orbits and absolute distances can vary by a lot. So um, they use something called Delta V, which helps them navigate the solar system. And they include a link to a map. And I don't know anything about astronomy. And so I'm a little confused, but basically you trace a path from where you are to where you're going and you add up a whole bunch of numbers and, uh, that helps. (laughs) So, um, if you want to understand more about what Napalm Eagle is trying to teach me about, you should go to our Reddit thread because it sounds pretty cool. Um, but my law school brain is a little bit tired to try to transmit <laughs> this information to y'all. Um our good friend Tizarat measures distances in people. Um they are 1.665 meters. I don't know how y'all non Americans and non whoever, non what are we, Imperial, whatever we are, measures um fucking function because I what the fuck does that mean? But um they know that three of them is almost exactly five meters tall. Um but then they say their friend is five feet tall, which is a very easy standard comparison. And I, I don't know, man. I guess Tizzerat just likes to like lie down and um line up against things. Um oh, Beleg like, Tall shouts out that Tizzerat could say that they're five over three meters tall or five thirds meters tall. I don't know. Math is, math, is, math is something I haven't dealt with in a really long time. Yeah. So um, unless I missed some, in which case I apologize, those were our answers to our discussion question for this last week. Um, and that was really fun, y'all. I learned a lot and got to think of a lot of like fun ways um, for how people can view the world and interact with it. So um, Jenny's Uh, I guess officially on maternity leave from this podcast so wish her well um hopefully she'll keep posting the reddit episodes for a little bit she has not yet had the baby but like any freaking day now um it's gonna be great and I'm really excited to be even antier than I have been up to this point um okay great now on to this week's discussion question so yeah discussion question for this week um We were thinking about, or I was thinking about how, you know, Black Lamb's Blood is a really interesting title. And I, it went from just like, ew, that's scary and gross to like, oh, okay, this is exactly why this author thought of this. So I want to know,
0: what would be the title of your autobiography? um, And why? I don't have one for me. But the first thing that comes to mind I don't remember if you came up with this or if I came up with this <laughs> for mom. Or our mom. Was that you? I think it might have been me. I think it was you. Oh, would you um, we're just not going to give any context because, uh, I mean, I guess I, I feel like the title does enough. Um, <laughs> but Malia, go ahead and tell them your autobiography for mom.
1: Yeah, I wanted to write a memoir um, and it would be Monkey Bread, Frozen Peas, and Xerox Machines Things I've Set on Fire. <laughs>
0: yes um yes um (gasps) all all true all true um and there's still a plethora of other things (laughs) in that list and just to make sure not purposefully these are not oh yeah no she's yeah yeah. no not purposefully
1: how do you say xerox machine there wasn't actually flames either
0: but i mean you know it was smoking i feel like that's pretty like <laughs> you know that's that's close enough. I, you know, <laughs> and frozen peas is still kind of impressive. Um, there's a lot of things kind of impressive about her mom in general. Um, <laughs> As so most of you know, yeah, yeah. I feel like um people are bigger fans of her than us, which you know, fair enough. It's fair. It's fair. She's she's pretty cool. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Oh,
1: and then I also wanted to mention that um, there's going to be a bit of... It's not exactly a break after this episode. So we reached the end of this arc, and Jenny's going to have a baby soon. So there is a chance, maybe... uh, Not a huge chance, but there's a chance that we will record another episode next week. But um, I'm going to place some other... um, episodes in the feed even if we do manage to record that episode somehow
0: um yeah it's gonna be uh it's a little unlikely guys it's pretty <laughs> unlikely but but we'll see
1: um so regardless the things that are going to come up in the next month or so are going to be um some fun um bonus content that jenny mom and i all recorded together that i get to have fun editing um and i'm probably also um going to put this is this is the doof Plug for the week, um, y'all should all listen to the Doofcast, uh, that just came out. By the time this episode comes out, it will have just come out. I think, um, where I get to talk with Matt and Scott about *Sense and Sensibility*, the 1995 movie directed by Ang Lee, and it's, I mean, it's going to be a great conversation. I really hope they liked it, um, because I really love that movie. Um, I was thinking of ways to fill this podcast feed and um also i've been listening to a lot of the doofcast back catalog i super recommend it even if you don't know about what they're like watching it's really fun to listen to their conversations and i was Mm -hmm. like how can i bully myself onto the doofcast and get them to talk about this movie and have something to post when jenny's gone and i was like bam trifecta
0: so turns out she didn't have to do much bullying she pretty much (laughs) just asked um and they were like yeah that's cool so um (laughs) thanks man scott (laughs) i appreciate it i'll try not to abuse this power (laughs) um i actually have a bonus discussion question um that's pretty great that i just thought of um because i feel like it fits um based on your singing voice are you more likely to be part of the angelic choirs or demonic choirs and also like
1: which part would you sing
0: what do you mean which part like, soprano, alto, tenor, uh, bass. And you also can rate it, like, if we're saying um, the first choir is, like, the most evil, I guess, and the seventh is, like, the least evil, feel free to rate it on that, too, based on, like, how good or bad, you know? We'll say angelic first choir is, like, the best, most good, and then seventh is the least I, good, I'm i I would assume
1: there are 12 angelic choirs, because... Oh,
0: you're, yeah, that makes more sense. Well, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> but yes. I was just, yeah. So twelve angelic choirs we're going with, and then seven uh, demonic, demonic choirs. Um, so yeah, love to hear what you think. Um, and I mean, feel free to throw any hilarious singing stories in there, whether it's based oh, on yeah. you or uh, any cringy moments. You know, those are always fun to read about. Um anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this po- or this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow.
1: You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at pale in comparison pod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker.
0: All right. This week's fun fact sounds like I'm making it up, (laughs) Um, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, Apparently, Cosmic rays from outer space can cause glitches in your electronics. Um, in some electronics, uh cosmic rays are actually the primary source of soft errors. Um, and cosmic rays are one of the main reasons that servers and high reliability computers use error correcting RAM. Um Yeah, it's nuts.
1: It's I think nuts. there was a Radiolab episode on this.
0: Mm, there you go guys. Not BSing it. <laughs> See? <laughs> Blame Radio Lab. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll keep those uh I don't know, maybe that maybe tinfoil uh can protect your stuff from cosmic rays. Probably not. That one's that one that, that one I'm making up. That
1: wasn't in the fun fact. <laughs> that wasn't in the fun fact.
0: I was just thinking people wearing, you know, tinfoil helmets. That's... And yeah, just maybe they're trying to protect their brains from the rays when they should be putting around their router. Um, or their computers instead you know Mm-hmm. who knows um yeah that part's not true but the cosmic ray part is apparently true so with that uh have a great week and i'm probably gonna go have a baby soon so yeah. woohoo <laughs> all right uh bye guys bye